as an entrepreneur, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I couldn't believe the lack of regulation over the products that were going to be served to medical patients. We want to provide the safest products, products that everybody knows have been tested. We ultimately cannot compromise on is our integrity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of I Am Christina D'Arcangelo. And I am so, so happy to have my first guest ever who's been on CD and the mastermind behind my podcast, really, Rye Russell. Welcome, Rye. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I was reflecting back on our first episode, and it is remarkable how far the show has come since then. And I'm really excited to see where it's going. There's just been a lot of uh, impactful individuals on. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm just so excited. Like, I remember when we first talked about it, and it was June of uh, 2021. And, and you, you said to me, I think you're ready to do this now. And I'm like, are, sure. <laughs> are you sure? Because being on the other side of the table is easy. I could talk to anybody. But to be on this side is different, you know? And you helped me see that I could do it. And I try really hard in every single episode, honestly. And I, I've never told you this, but I try really hard to, to, to bring it home because I want to make sure I do things the way that you would expect me to and that you've counseled me to because this is you too. It's not just CD. You know, you're behind it. And I want to make you proud in every episode that I shoot. That's amazing. Well, I, I think you make the whole team proud. So it's uh, there's a lot of great individuals that work behind the scenes to make the show happen as well. And uh, everyone just has a lot of fun with a production like this. And there's always so much to, to learn. And I think that's what's exciting about podcasting in general. But really anything that we do is just the opportunity to constantly be learning. Everything's evolving every day. And uh, so it's just been a, a fun project and coincides with a lot of uh, adaptation and other arenas as well. Yeah, I love it. This has been exciting. And that's why I'm so happy to have you on today as like a true guest. The first one, of course, you are a guest. But, you know, it was my training wheels session. You know, (laughs) this time now I'm confident and I'm ready to go because I want to talk about what you're doing in Maine because you just did something impossible that you've created in Maine. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We are extremely proud uh, to announce that we opened an adult use or recreational cannabis dispensary called Bud's Emporium. And it's kind of a spinoff of a passion project of mine uh, called Weed Buds Radio, where for the past two or three years, I've been interviewing some of the greatest minds in cannabis on my show and really just felt like I I learned a lot and I wanted to really do something within the cannabis space that brought that knowledge to good use. And I found a beautiful building that I loved and a great location in the North Main Woods. 
And I originally started the process to open a medical caregiver dispensary. And after realizing that the uh, licensing fee was very reasonable, that the application itself was like two or three pages. (laughs) And it really concerned me more than anything. Uh, At the time, Maine had the adult use recreational program that was just launching, and they'd had this medical program open for, I think, four to six years, I suppose. And I could not believe, as an entrepreneur, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I couldn't believe the lack of regulation over the products that were going to be served to medical patients. And there is no mandate for testing of these products. So you can slap on a label saying that the THC content in one product is really whatever you want. And there's not much accountability for that. And I think as most people, if you've ever tuned into uh, Weed Buds as the show, or you've met me as an individual, safety is a really significant concern of mine. And we immediately started looking at the adult use regulations and it, we knew it was going to be tough and we knew it was going to be challenging. I don't know if we knew that or were prepared for how challenging it was, but when we reviewed the adult use program here in Maine, it really made sense that this was the arena for us. Uh, One, we want to be able to work with anybody and everybody, whether they're uh, a local from around town or a tourist just visiting for the weekend. And we want to provide the safest products, products that everybody knows have been tested and meet a, a minimum requirement of standards, which I think is is very important and critical, really, uh, to protecting your business, but also protecting your patients. And so after reviewing all of that, we 100% decided that we were going to go down the adult use path into retail. And I think about halfway through the process, we really our grit was getting challenged. Um, (laughs) The the level of documentation is significant. And again, for somebody that wants the safety and and wants reasonable uh, regulatory standards within the industry, I get it and can appreciate it. But you'll find packets where you may have just completed one that's essentially all the same questions and you're providing all the same answers, Um, but it's compliance uh, for compliance and it needed to get done. Um, But it was a lot. And so, you know, maintaining a building and keeping the utilities going uh, throughout that process is it's expensive and it's scary. And it's definitely something I can see why a lot of entrepreneurs kind of start down that road and then I get a little timid or a little risk averse and kind of change their path a bit. Um, but you are, you've, you've got the space and you're holding on to it and developing that into the experience you're trying to create while managing the regulatory compliance components 
of the process. And there's so many layers to that that we can get into as well. Um, but ultimately, that is how we kind of found ourselves here was which program was going to allow us to provide the best service, and the best products. Um, and so that is, you know, ultimately why uh, adult use was just the right decision for us. Well, I'd like to commend you for not taking the easy way out because really three pages, <laughs> it's a couple of questions. Yeah. I mean, that's nothing it would take you because you're brilliant, uh, like 10 minutes to complete and hand in. Um, you purposely and willfully decided to go the other route, which was super painful. Um, but you did that because you were not going to take the easy way out from a regulatory approach, which I think is a big thing to commend you for, because most people would have said, oh, 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 no, this, I have to do all, all of this. Like, no, I'll just take the easy way out and do this other thing over here. Most people aren't going to do what you did. And your whole team was working around the clock. You guys were working all the time on this because I know because I'm also your friend. <laughs> so I left you alone because I knew you were busy you know, working on this thing. And it was like every day. And not only did you have to deal with finding the building and doing the utilities, but you had to fit the building out too. So you had to do construction on top of it. And you're in Maine where sometimes you have to jump out your window because you can't get out the front door properly. So <laughs> I mean, it's so true. I mean, it happened on one of our teleconferences. So that's why I know people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's some grit there, you know, and, and you could have, you're doing a lot of other things that are amazing. You had to stop, put the brakes on and focus on this now for the next, however friggin' long it took you to get it done. And you didn't give up. Most people yeah. give up, but you know, you're totally. like, there was a lot of opportunities to give up, trust me. And you know, ultimately, I think it's a testament, something that's unique and special about the way I operate uh, any of my projects is a lot of times it's the the same team. Uh, so even back from, you know, one of the earlier days and kind of my first success story uh, in the drive-in industry, um, you know, there's individuals that were a part of that that are still a part of this going into almost 10 years later. And so there's a real kind of thirst for knowledge, you know, whether it's uh, me, uh, another team member, Ethan, Brooke, uh, everybody wants to learn more. And I think that's what made this such a reachable task is it was a real unique challenge that brought all of our skill sets together. I'm awful with the nitty gritty details of repetitive paperwork. <laughs> well, Ethan and Brooke were just incredible at kind of rising up and dividing that out into what needs my attention, what can they do, you know, what can we have other team members to do, uh, other members of the family that are participating in on this. Uh, and it was really miraculous how well the team was built to do 
this on top of everything else we had going on at the time, uh, you know, dealing with, with personal health things that were getting in the way, regulatory things that were getting in the way. Uh, this team was really designed and I would say deliberately, um, but you can't prepare for some of the worst case scenarios that come up. And we were so brilliantly overprepared for some of those surprises that they took, you know, adjustments. They took a week adjustment instead of a, uh, a month. And so, you know, to think about what we were able to accomplish in about nine months is remarkable. But I think we did a good job of making it fun, even on the nights that were just so grueling and painful. <laughs> That's awesome. And you know, I I love the fact that you talked about the team dynamics because as an entrepreneur and you know fellow CEOs that we are, it's important to surround ourselves with the best talent out there. And I just shot a TV interview before this as you know because we were a little bit delayed. TV never starts on time as you know, right? And so um, I talked about this very thing. That's why I was smiling so much. Swear to God, 10 minutes ago about, because I got that question and I didn't even have to ask you that question. I didn't have to like pass the ball. You already shot it in. The hoop, you know, like that's exactly why I think we're successful in what we do because we do things that's not what normal people do. Meaning one day you decided, okay, I think I would like to open up a dispensary. Yep, Christina, that's what I want to do. Hey, Mike Major, I want to do this. Hey, teams, I want to do this. Yeah. And you did it. My fa- your family, you know, you talk it to your family and you did it. And it wasn't like you had this playbook for this stuff. Like you were at the mercy of the regulators. And although yeah. the code says this, there can be an interpretation that means that. And so just like the law, (laughs) we all know how the court system can be. So it was a tough thing to do, but you had the right people around you to succeed. And even on the bad days of having all the snow and then, you know, stuff being delayed because of COVID-19 supplies and things, you know, it's all crazy. The world we live in today, we can't operate the way we used to three years ago, you and I, we can't. We've got to be prepared for the worst. And that's awesome that you did that preventatively, kind of like looking ahead of where it could be just to be prepared. It's like being a good Boy Scout. (laughs) Yes, it had to have been something like that. Um, Because it really, it was just really beautiful when looking at it from kind of a step back of, you know, me kind of out of the business for two or three months, but no significant loss to any portion of our business. And so individuals really stepped in and stepped up and filled gaps that they were comfortable and maybe kind of stretching their comfort a little bit, but comfortable enough uh, to make decisions as you know I would be interested in, in them making, or if it you know might not have been something that I I may have kind of decided with. Um, they had each other to really bounce ideas off of and come up with the best possible decision moving forward. And you know when I was able to kind of return and 
really be grounded to see where the path was opening up for us. It really allowed me to just be like, wow, you know, these are some of the brightest minds. And yes, it's been a work in progress to, to develop a team like that around you. Um, But again, it goes back to like, you can't be prepared for some of the things that comes up. And like, they were just so beautifully well prepared. It looked like we knew what we were doing. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that, you know, because it just was like synchronized. (laughs) It was synchronized chaos. (laughs) It was synchronized chaos to the max because I mean, there, you nailed it. There's no playbook. Uh, You know, so anybody that has gone down this path, they're also recovering and recuperating and focused on the business that is now built. they're not necessarily taking notes and sending them back your way. Um, (laughs) Not to say that there aren't great peers. There's a lot of brilliant individuals that because of the podcast, I can reach out to and say, Hey, I'm doing an opening an an opening order for my retail shop. What percentage should be flour or cartridges or pre-rolls? And to, you know, listen to these people that have done it and gone through be like, Oh, Flour is going to be first, cartridges and pre-rolls will be like two and three and kind of break it down. Well, that's more decisions that I've kind of learned before I've had to make them. Um, so this industry is brilliantly collaborative. Um, and, you know, I think there's always going to be the individuals where, you know, maybe the sandbox doesn't seem big enough for everyone. Um, but I think there's enough individuals um, like us and, you know, probably like anybody tuning in um, that there's a, there's more than enough opportunity in this space. Uh, but the best way for it to really flourish is through collaboration. So 100%. Yep. Yep. I mean, this is, you know, like, you know, how we run, you know, with Avum Spectral Affinity Bio. Um, I'm leaving APA out because I'm talking about business business structure, not patience, um, because we're agnostic, you know, to, we don't care if another transdermal patch company comes to us and says, hey, CD, I want to run a clinical study with my patch and pain. Am I going to say no? No, I'm not going to say no. Why? I don't care. Here's why. Because if we help develop this with them, right? They're formulating, they're doing their own thing. They have their own product, but we're helping them with their research. And then we're doing the telemonitoring and the electronic data capture and the electronic patient reported outcomes for the trial. We're helping everybody, right? Doing this. I don't compete against myself. You know, the only time we turn business down is when it's with people that do not have the same integrity that we have, then we have to turn it down because we've got big pharma people now that are tapping on the door saying, hey, you know what? We'd like to spend some money in cannabinoid research. And they're the dirtiest people you would ever met in, you know, a back alley. You'd want to beat them up. Why would I want to do business with them? And I could retire next next year, you know, if I took their money, but I won't because that's not what I'm here to do. Nor, nor could I see you retired anyway. So. No. Oh, come on. I'd be bored. <laughs> what would I do? No, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like it would have been a big payday, which meant I could have invested in more technology for Spectral. I could have done totally. more things for APA, right? We could have funded that education thing we want to do, giving out educational grants to kids, you know, seniors, you know, I could have done all that, but at the expense of what? My sanity, my heart, the way I work, I can't. 
I think compromise is such a really con- critical component of business and successful business. But the one thing that we ultimately cannot compromise on is our integrity. And so I think that's, you know, one of the things that we kind of overlook where you know, at the end of the day, everything can be a compromise here and there. Yes, unless it's your integrity that you're compromising. And, you know, maybe it does have to do with with value or perceived value. Um, but ultimately, I think in in industry like what we are tapping into right now, um, that level of personal accountability is is important. And I think the more that we have it, then the more our peers getting in will be required to have it. And that's mm-hmm. just a better, safer industry all around for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you went through everything you did to open up your dispensary. It was one of the reasons was an integrity, value-based decision I mean, you work with patients all the time through the nonprofit APA. You see these people suffering. You hear the horror stories of people taking stuff that they got at a gas station or something, God forbid, that's fake on a COA or they don't even have a COA or it was expired 10 years ago. You know, all these horror stories that you know and you've heard on Wheat Buds with all of the people that have come on your show. Like we talked about research a long time ago when I was on your show, like so why would you take the easy way out when you don't stand that way? So even just opening up this dispensary, as painful as it was, was an integrity-based decision. 100%. Wow. <laughs> this has been amazing today. I really appreciate you coming on because I know you're super busy. You've got to man the store literally, with people. You took time out to chat with me today. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about everything that you're doing. And I appreciate all that you do for all the patients that you touch, their lives every day. Well, thank you so much. It has been an incredible journey uh, being your friend and partner. And I'm excited for everything else that's not just coming out this year, but coming out in the future. So thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to tuning in to more episodes of the show. I'm excited to shoot them. This month, I was like shooting like a Mad Hatter, as you know. <laughs> but I have to get them done. We, we need this done. We need to share our magic. You know, we share our magic with people every episode, and that's why we do this. And, you know, and the other reason is to remind people that at the end of the day, we are the same. Thank you for joining me and Rye Russell. I am Christina D'Arcangelo.